Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman with you. Great to be here. Due to a crash on State Highway 1, the left two southbound lanes are blocked between Gillies Ave and St Mark's Road. So move to the right and pass with care. That's State Highway 1, Southern Motorway. And on the West Coast, a serious crash has been reported to emergency services on State Highway 6 near Meadows Road. Please expect delays while congestion eases. On the show, National proposes to build a four-lane highway from Whangarei to Tauranga. Thoughts? A beautiful, safe, multi-lane road like the Waikato Expressway or irresponsible in a climate change era? Your thoughts? Text me 2101. It's a nightmare scenario playing out in many parts of the world right now. Phoenix, Arizona, 43 degrees Celsius for 13 days straight. People getting second degree burns from the pavement. The era of global boiling. What does it mean for New Zealand? And do you bother with small talk? One article said the French have the right idea. They go right in with the big questions like, what's your deepest desire? And on the program, Palmerston North, we chat about Palmy. I mean, sure, it's not Ibiza, but it can't be that bad. Do you live in Palmerston North? And the music whisperer this afternoon, we give you the lyrics and you give us the song. Here they are. And if only I could, I'd make a deal with God and I'd get him to swap our places, be running up that road. What's the song? Text me 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Sue Kedgedy, women's advocate, independent director, author, and former Green MP. Sue, kia ora. Welcome to the panel. Kia ora koutou, Wallace. And Stephen Jacoby, executive director of the New Zealand International Business Forum. Stephen, welcome to the show. Kia ora, Wallace. Good to be with you. Right. Lovely to have Stephen and Sue on this afternoon. And what a game last night. Football Ferns fans, uh, they are feeling disappointed but proud after a nail-biting zero or draw against Switzerland on Sunday night last night. Roared on by a near-capacity crowd of nearly 26,000 people at the indoor Dunedin Stadium. But the Ferns, they are out of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Said co-captain Ali Riley, I can't ask any more of the players. There's a lot of tears out there, but they should be so proud. The World Cup's co-host, Australia, will be fighting to stay in the tournament during a match against Canada tonight. And with us, Maya Jackman, former football firm, one of New Zealand's football greats, playing 50 matches for the football ferns, also FIFA ambassador. Maya, kia ora. good to have you on the panel. Good afternoon, Wallace. Great to be here. Yeah, and from my very untrained eyes, my what I saw last night was not just a great game, but actually quite a determined defence against a very determined Switzerland, Maya. Yeah, it was almost a game of two halves, excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> but when the girls, the football fans came out in the first half, they played a really great brand of football and I thought this was Norway again. Um, obviously at halftime Switzerland heard the score of the other game and knew that they just had to pretty much park the bus and that's what they did Um, and they made it incredibly hard for us to to get through them so yeah and then they just threw everything they could the kitchen sink I'm I'm sure as well um, in those last 10 minutes and it just wasn't to be and that goalpost (laughs) it's not our friend (laughs) as 
a former football fern, you must have been really proud of the team, really proud of what they achieved. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, just just the whole, you know, they started us on this journey, uh, um, you know, 11 days ago, and that was just un- uh, incredible scenes. And you would have seen a, a bunch of former football ferns crying and hugging and laughing and all the things that, you know, we've tried to do and, and couldn't before them and um, and just to see them progress. And, you know, they just have laid their hearts and souls out there um, and, yeah, pr- pr- proud is, is an understatement. Yeah. Stay there, mind. Let's bring our panel, Sue Kedgley. Yeah, well, look, I couldn't agree more with um, Ali Riley. I mean, I think that, we should be incredibly proud of them. I think it's, I'm sure they've inspired a, a generation of young girls, and and really they've changed the way that we view women's sports. You know, they've proved that we're as interested in women's sports as men's sports. So, um, yeah, I think um, fantastic. My only question is, do you think we're going to be able to maintain the momentum in the crowds with them no longer in the competition, Maya? Yeah, the, the crowds for the World Cup. Is it, are you talking about those crowds? Yeah. Momentum? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They've, they've already, the numbers are already there that we know that those those numbers are, are up for the rest of these games. The quarterfinals and the semifinals are pretty much capacity, I think. Oh, brilliant. Um, so what, what and, to what, and to your point, they have inspired a nation. And I think that when last Thursday um, really opened some people's eyes to to this level of women's sport and this global sport and they wanted more and they, they wanted a piece of it and people are people are turning up to games that don't feature New Zealand and, and they're just, you know, adopting other teams, which yeah. is amazing. And, yeah, it's just been really, really great. It's just been a great uptake and I, I feel like those girls started that momentum. Uh, Stephen. Yes, thanks, Wallace. Kia ora, Maya. And, um, yeah, I uh, totally agree that uh, uh, this has been quite a moment for... Um, women's sport in New Zealand and I felt really gutted for the team uh, last night but um, the bigger picture of course is the impact that this has on um, you know uh, women's sport as I say and girls playing football but even boys playing football I guess what do you think the main impact is going to be in terms of the game back here in New Zealand? I think the main um, impact well, I mean, there's always the, the increase in participation, which often happens off the back of um, big tournaments like this. Um, I think we, you know, with rugby, I think there's a big uptake in um, participation. But I think studies have shown that, that that doesn't last. It's it's a long-term game that you really have to look at. So I think the impact is really the question of how do we keep this um, momentum and how do we sustain it? And what do we need to do? So those are the questions to then impact um, long-term. And I think, you know, um, more investment into into women's sport, more visibility, which brings more sponsorship and more eyes, more viewers. So it's just like this, um, you know, it all fuels itself. And so we have to keep all of that momentum going. Mm. I guess it it really sheeted at home for me because I've been following it quite closely, Maya, but uh, talking to one parent of, um, you know, one, uh, an eight-year-old daughter. And I think what really got me was that parent saying to me, you know, their eight-year-old daughter watching this, watching the crowds, 
watching the calibre of what was happening on the field and being enthralled by it, I guess that's the real legacy. For that eight-year-old, someone like that will remember this for many, many years to come and saying, I saw myself on that field. Oh, absolutely. The... I mean, I've got an eight-year-old daughter that stood with me that night and watched history being made, and she was just jumping off of her seat with excitement. And um, you know that, that that saying, "If you see it, you can be it," and that's absolutely true. And I remember I wasn't eight, but I was fifteen because when I was eight, there weren't any women's World Cups, so I had to look to a men's World Cup when I was fifteen, and I saw the first 1991 World Cup, and I was like, "Wow." This is something I can be, and this, and so we're hitting girls younger now that can really look at all of these sports now that we've had the rugby, the cricket, and the, the football, and just seeing these empowered, strong women playing their sport and being their best, and encouraging the next generation to want to do that and be that, even if they don't make it, but you know, participate and get moving, and all of the great things that come with it. It's great to have you on, Mike. Kia ora for those words, and uh, yeah, really, uh, really fantastic stuff. Uh, Maya Thank Jackman you. there, your former football firm, one of New Zealand's football greats too, playing 50 matches for the football firms, but just echoing uh, just uh, on what Maya was saying. And what you were saying earlier, Sue, I, I think it's actually stunned many, just the the level of interest uh, around this. Absolutely. I mean, there's a real buzz here in Wellington. Yeah. And... Um, you know, like my son, instead of watching um, the rugby on Saturday night, he was off uh, uh, watching a, a, a game of women's soccer. You know, and, th- and that's just indicative of, I think, what's happening right around the nation. All right, very, very good. All right, time for I've been thinking. Actually, shall we start with Stephen Jacoby this afternoon? Uh, what's your IBT, Stephen? Uh, well, Wallace, I've been uh, thinking about moving, moving house moving as we are from Auckland to Napier. Uh, Don't do it. Packing up. <laughs> yeah, I think you might have said that to me once before. Got to do it. In the midst of packing up boxes, downsizing, all those sorts of things, uh, you know, we've come across family valuables and heirlooms, uh, which surely nobody um, but us would value or want, but we can't take everything. But the thing is, uh, we've been amazed at the range of places there are to go to to, to take items that are still um, valued by us and may be useful to someone else but may not be all that valuable in themselves. I mean, I'm thinking of places like the Salvation Army, op shops, antique shops, auction houses, uh, church fairs, bookstores. Uh, the Horticultural Society uh, even took a um, an old cup uh, won by an, uh, a relative of ours um, quite a long time ago. It's amazing how value can be perceived differently by different people. And I think that this is all part of an amazing network of recycling, reusing. It's part of the biocircular economy. It's the sharing economy, all this sort of thing. Um, and I want to give a big shout out to all those who make this network uh, work, particularly those volunteers you know, in the op shops and at Salvation Army uh, who work so hard. And Wallace, um, if anyone needs um, five volumes of the Dictionary of New Zealand Biography, please let us know. Goodness, really? 
Shall I put an email? Very hard to move those. Oh, okay. If you are interested, email me uh, at the panel at rnz.co.nz if you want a five-volume um, set of what is it again? The New Zealand Dictionary. The Dictionary of New Zealand Biography. A very, very good time. Thank you, Stephen. All right, Sue Kedgley. I've been thinking. Well, Wallace, as it's the last day in July, um, I've been thinking about the fact that uh, this month has been the hottest month ever recorded in 120,000 years of human history. July the 6th was the hottest day on record. We've got record low sea ice, extreme marine heat waves, heat waves on four continents, so on and so forth. You've got climate scientists telling us the Earth has entered uncharted territory. So really, by any criteria, you'd, you'd have to say that our election is being held against a backdrop of a climate emergency. Yet, so far, climate change is barely registered as an election issue. You know, it's all cost of living, tax, crime, housing, and Labour and National seem, well, they can hardly features in their plans so far. I can only assume that uh, their focus groups are telling them it's not a vote winner. So, you know, a national solution seems to be to... um, tackle climate change by building more roads. But the fact is, I mean, we have actually pledged as a nation that we're going to halve our emotion, uh, our emissions <laughs> by um, 2030, that's seven years right. from here. And we don't seem to have any clear okay. path how we're going to get there or any political will uh, to do so. Very good. We're talking about, we're talking about that after the news. Uh, and on that, someone says, I'm thrilled beyond measure at the news of the new roads. It is time for us to thrive. Every person in this country will be leaping and dancing for joy at the news of these roads.